1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: Grab your Stetsons and your Oslo's chops. You're listening to Bandwagons.
1: Cowboys Yeeeeee yeah. Oh, howdy partners, it's Finoul and Breed here once again. I hate myself for saying that. <laughs> also um, known as the bandwagon. Um we've just we're hitching our wagon to a very appropriate theme, I would say. It kind of actually ties in with our name, which I only just realized. Um, but we wanted to stick to a subject that might appeal to our LGBT listeners after last week's episode with Victoria's Secret, the drag queen. If you want to go back and listen to that now, that's on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever you're listening to. This one. And we're talking about country music today and it's Giddy revival up. It's Renaissance. Giddy up indeed. Country boy, I love you. So country music is kind of having a moment. I think it's kind of seems to be having a mainstream. It's definitely
0: cool again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um uh, my earliest kind of country music memories. I'm not. I'm gonna, not gonna lie. I'm not a massive fan, but I will say I grew up in an era of watching YouTube videos of. This is so sad. I was obsessed at watching like chart videos for like the Billboard charts in America. There was a YouTube you user still do called that. Yeah. There was a YouTube user called uh, Billboard Goddess, and she used to upload the like uh, Billboard Hot 50 or Top 50 or whatever it is, because I wanted to know like the tracks that were getting big in America that would come over here, if that makes sense. So I kind of was, like, fairly tuned in to, like, country artists because you'd always see, like, country music is such a big thing over in America yeah. and it's a lot more mainstream and you'd often see them charted over there. So, I mean... Did it ever make it over here? Not really. I mean, you definitely have a few crossover hits, which we'll talk about later, but, I mean, that's kind of my earliest memories. I, my family were into it to a degree. Like, Dad loved... Uh, Johnny Cash. I oh, my country. dad loves like, Johnny Cash too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think my family were like ever massively into it. But I all, like I was, always found it intriguing. I wouldn't have ever called myself a fan. But I really thought it was mad how it just kind of existed as its own thing. And was so revered by a certain subsection of people. And yet you'd get other people and they wouldn't have a fucking clue what you were talking about. Or they wouldn't know any artist or song. And they just kind of immediately dismissed it. Yeah,
0: I definitely think it's one of those cultural things that comes up. In every generation and kind of rides the wave of being like, not cool and then cool and mm. then not cool again. And I'm making my hand in a wave motion. Yeah, it's a really, for visual effect really, again. really nice. You've lovely hands. <laughs> um, so I actually did some research into what would have um, started off the big revival amongst our childhood. And I yeah. pinpointed it back to the year 2009. Can you remember the year 2009? Can I remember the year 2009? Or this,
1: 15? I was in second year. Um, I had acne and DKNY glasses and that was about it.
0: <laughs> What's changed? What's changed? <laughs> um, so yeah, you might remember the biggest movie that year was the Hannah Montana movie. Oh my God, Skitting. I still haven't seen that. I know what happens. Are happened. you serious? I know,
1: I know, I know, I know. But bear, that, bear in mind, we did like I didn't have Disney Channel. Like I was, it was a movie in the cinema. I know, but like it, was still, like, <laughs> it course, had nothing to do with Disney. Channel. I know, but it was such a cultural blind spot for me. But I was like, I can't go see the movie if I don't know what happens in the series. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah, fair. Like I knew, I get it. Like oh, I'm Hannah Montana. I'm a pop star. Oh wait, now I'm not. I'm going to school. <laughs> like I got that. But I mean, I know what happens. Like. And I know we'll that keep was your so. Secret, Hannah. Yeah, like ludicrous. But like, it was. I think a lot of people forget how kind of intrinsically
0: country that was. Do you know what I mean? It was. I'm telling you, it all it all correlates. So like, the Hannah Montana movie came out the same year as Taylor Swift's album Fearless. Oh yeah, which is what I credit as being the biggest. Like, how would you say the biggest like like the, break- the peak. or yeah the break the biggest breakthrough. The kind of mainstream Breakthrough for country Of that exactly. generation Exactly yeah, yeah. And I'm going to prove that to you Because I have a list Of the top 10 Prove it to me, Braid The top 10 albums That came out this year And as a music journalist You're going to appreciate it So number 10 Was the Black Eyed Peas The End Or END The END The yeah. END, apologies <laughs> Black Eyed Peas If you're listening <laughs> Number 9 was Relapse by Eminem oh, These Jeez. are the biggest Selling albums this year Yeah, okay We're going down 2009 2009. 2009 The Fame, Lady Gaga Oh Stefani Germanata. I love you. Number- what?
1: That's that's the only good one you've named so far. No, come
0: on, they're all eight oh eights and heartbreak. Kanye oh, West. Oh my god, it was it just a big gets better. It was a big year. It was music. a big year. Yeah. Number six, Circus Britney Spears.
1: All eyes on me in the center of the ring. Yeah,
0: class. Number five, this bet all of them. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So the yeah, this is crazy. So they these drug- are, are not, Yeah, like. these are all under the next one up on the list. Bet all of those. Bet Kanye West. Bet Britney Spears. The Hannah Montana movies <laughs> How did it do it? <laughs> one higher than that. The Twilight soundtrack. Bangers. God, yeah. we need
1: to do an episode on that as well at some stage.
0: And number three was Dark Horse by Nickelback.
1: What? Don't know. Number two was, of course, I Am Sasha Fierce by Beyonce. Not in a way, but that Nickelback thing just proves Americans cannot be
0: trusted. Like, And number one was Fearless by Taylor Swift. Bet them all. Yeah, Bet them all They're yeah. like some
1: of the biggest albums I've
0: ever When well, you consider as well That, that
1: was I think that was kind of Eminem's comeback album In verse comments, Like his kind of first Comeback album Yeah And that was like His first Hugely comeback. massively hyped It's crazy like, It's crazy like And that was
0: Taylor Swift's Like it wasn't her first album Her first album was Grand But it was her first like Mainstream like you said Good album That everyone kind of jumped on mm. And it had the, All her bangers on it Like it had 15. Love story. I'm reading these. Baby, just say yes. No, that wasn't on it. I know, but it's a lyric. Love story. <laughs> fucking dope. Um, you belong with me. I know I do. <laughs> Forever and always. All of them. That is the country album of my childhood. I. God, I was such a misogynistic,
1: internally misogynistic little shit like because I hate her because I just... What? Yeah, because Love Story came out and I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Like, it's such a fucking two-dimensional
0: love story. I, love like Story it's in in. Is her worst song, in fairness. I, th- I, would I think agree. some people would
1: disagree with that. And like, I, I, I don't. I'm of the opinion that it's a fairly weak song. Yeah. Um... But I just totally attacked her, like, as a songwriter and as a pop artist. I was like, God, it's so boring. She's talking about being a girl in love. Like, despite the fact that every other artist was doing that. But it was just, I don't, I couldn't get my head around it. I thought it was, like, really silly and really twee and really juvenile. And this rich coming from a 14-year-old, like, if that, like... um, So I kind of, I think I missed that wave. And I'm sad that I did because, I mean, whether you're a Taylor Swift fan or not, or whether... Maybe you're more into the newer stuff, or maybe it's just been a complete black spot for you. I would recommend going back to that album. I think there's yeah. a lot of a lot of good touchstones on that. For just in, if you consider the age she was I think she was 18 when that yeah it was she's in it? Yeah, and it's
0: I was incredible. I was in third year, like you said, and I was watching YouTube videos too. But like, complete opposite to you, <laughs> not I was, loser ones. I heard this Taylor Swift. I used to download it all on like FrostWire. And used to hear like the acoustic versions because you couldn't really get the real ones. And I taught myself how to play guitar, but only Taylor Swift songs. And Mm. to this day, I've never progressed. But I used to watch those YouTube videos of just like these girls in like Texas teaching how to play Fearless on guitar on YouTube. And that was my life. And it was the only thing that got me through the junior cert. Yeah. And I still, if you have me a guitar right now, I could play a really solid acoustic version of Fearless for you. Big off T-Swift supporting that Irish education system. And she, I, in my opinion, that was her peak. That was her peak reckon? album, yeah. For me, I I country was the way she should have kept going. It was
1: probably her last real country album, you know. What yeah. I mean? And I mean, some would argue. Then they'd be like, and I'd say like some country purists to be like, it's not country, it's pop. Like it's like it's still pop. Mm-hmm. She was always pop, but I think.
0: It only that's, got poppier from there. Yeah, though. no, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I think like there's a. De- I don't want to say regression because that I that I don't think that's fair because like the rest of the albums are I really enjoy her later stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, as you said, like it just definitely gets poppier from there.
0: Do you think the lines are blurred between country music and pop now with the whole like Casey Musgraves? Absolutely, but phenomenon. I think
1: for the better. So if you don't know Casey Musgraves, um, she's a country music artist. Uh, at last year's Grammys, she took home Album of the Year for Golden Hour. She had two studio albums previous to that. Same trailer, Different Park and *Pageant Material. Same trailer, from
0: Park came out in same 2013. Trailer, different Park. <laughs> Shout out Lucy Keane. She says it once a day.
1: Um, and *Pageant Material came out in 2015. She didn't just win Album of the Year. She won Best Country Album, Best Country Solo Performance and Best Country Song. Um, it was kind of a bit of, I don't want to say an upset, but I think the category of this year was so strong. Like, she didn't even kind of believe that she won. I can't, do you remember who she was up against this year? Yeah, I should have checked, but no. It was a <laughs> lot of, I she was up against Janelle Monáe, I remember, and there was a lot of people going for her. Another great album, Um, but you might have seen the memes of her, like, reacting to her winning. She's like, what? What? Like... What? Like literally making that face Which nobody can see But breed can She's just like Just
0: kind of holding her hands In like two upward facing uh, Crab P- Crab <laughs> Positions Yeah And just kind of squid to that be. Just
1: yeah <laughs> um, Just in total shock But I think The thing about Casey is Is that She's kind of I suppose the thing with Taylor Swift was She was kind of Squeaky clean In terms of country Up until she became a pop artist And then she became like Less squeaky clean Yeah And that's kind of the way most pop artists go and it's kind of less looked down upon. But you have to kind of understand that, like, country is such a conservative genre in terms of what they sing and write about. Yeah. And on Casey's first album, she had a song about... The song's called Follow Your Arrow. Oh, it's it's my favourite Casey Musgrove song. And it's about...
0: Like, follow your arrow wherever it points That's, that's <laughs> nice.
1: exactly what it sounds that's like That's exactly what it sounds like We can't afford to pay for the rights for a song So
0: Preacher's going to sing yeah,
1: them. I, um, uh, no, that No but the follow your arrow song is Like it's about following your arrow In terms kissing of Kissing girls, kissing boys, doing yeah, your own thing There's lyrics which are like, um, like Smoking weed, just yeah. following your own About happy. smoking weed, about getting with whoever you want Which is like crazy for country music it's unheard of and as a result like that song was pretty much like blackballed by country radio and this is at the time where like streaming hadn't really taken off and country radio is the bread and butter for country artists like if you're not getting played there you're kind of fucked Yeah, and I mean for her to come back from that and now she's like look I have album there like it doesn't even yeah. matter but even with this most recent album it's definitely a lot more pop Um, it's a beautiful beautiful album the way she like just talks about things and describes things I wouldn't say she's like she's not a Mariah in terms of vocals but her songwriting you just feel like you're looking at that lens through that lens with her but that's country music yeah no but as a whole but that's the thing like I you still listen to it and it is still She hasn't made that transition Where you'd say Swift has Where she is Swift is a pop artist now She's not country I mean She's not relatable anymore If she was
0: to come out With a country album Well no I wouldn't even say that In her music I don't think her music Is as relatable as like 15 Everyone was crying When they were 15 I know
1: but I think That could be more of an age thing As opposed to a genre thing Like if you just think about Like on this new Just on Casey's new album Golden Hour Like she's talking about Things like the experiences she had on like LSD and stuff and she's very open about the fact that she smokes weed and yeah and as I said it's just not heard uh, in country music I remember I was briefly talking about the charts that I used to watch around the time when Lady Antebellum released uh, Need You Now that got to like yeah what a banger that got to like number five in the US which is like really really good for a country band as well And it did reasonably well over here and, like, across the world, I think. But I remember they did an interview where they were freaking out because the second chorus is, it goes, it's a quarter after one, I'm a little drunk and I need you now. And apparently that's, like, a big rule nearly in country music where it's not... You're, don't really say Like there'd be a lot of references To like whiskey and Yeah stuff. I would have
0: said Like nearly every country song Has a reference to drinking Of some description But you'd never say That you were like drunk or something It was weird Yeah it, like,
1: And I remember just thinking That's so crazy Because if you think Of the amount of pop songs That reference drugs Sex Yeah Like Rock and LG, roll LGBT <laughs> issues Yeah It's like you wouldn't bat an eyelid But to think about these people Who are Who were Pretty much looking down their nose At Casey And being like look at this oddball, look at this person trying to be a a mold breaker and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of mad, but it's kind of why I admire her in another sense. Um, She's, if I like just go and listen to Golden Hour, it's one of these albums that has just stuck with me so much. I actually saw her in the Olympia recently enough before Christmas with my friend. She bullied you. (laughs) (laughs) Fanula was bullied by Casey Yeah, that's my claim to fame. I just want to preface this by saying that I was on my phone and it was not sound. The reason for being on my phone was I was having an issue with a friend and they were basically giving me a bollocking and I was getting really stressed playing to them. That doesn't justify it. I should not have been on my phone. Right. So at one point I'm on my phone freaking out. She is, it's about three quarters of the way through the concert. You're in a box. Yeah. I'm in the box. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just before the first encore. And um, she is like looking around, pointing at people, saying... That they're doing things like, some people were kissing, some people were doing this, some people were drinking, whatever. And she looked up at me, and I was obviously on my phone, and she was like, that girl's texting, whatever. And, like, was kind of ribbing me, and then the audience started booing me. And um, I just started crying and left the ball Could you imagine? <laughs> and she started, like, asking me to, um, to, like, come back out, obviously. And my friend who was with me was fucking mortified as well. Totally, ordered, like, completely like overdramatic and I felt really bad for after because like people were calling me trying to get me back and whatever. How long did it take you to go back? I think I waited like two songs. Oh my god at the encore? (laughs) No it wasn't at the encore so like it hadn't happened yet but it was like maybe two songs out from the encore and I kind of slipped in then and she looked up at me and she saw me and she kind of smiled at me and I think we're like good then but it was just like it was so embarrassing and I just felt. Not Casey's fault purely the wagons that support her from Dublin. Not but not even that because they were right to boo me because as much as No, no one's right to be booed. But I mean it like it is annoying to see people on their phones like But
0: also you review gigs and you have to be on your phone some of the time. That was
1: the other thing as well like it wasn't a case if I was on my phone because I was taking notes. So you know it's, it's a blurry thing but it was just i felt so shit because i was waiting in work and i was stalking her instagram trying to meet her because she was looking around antique shops in dublin and i was literally screenshotting it sent it to my friends being like which antique shop is this i'm gonna leave work my i and find her but she was gone so i'm hoping like i just want to i just want to squash the beef if you're listening casey i'm really sorry for being on my phone um lesson
0: learned i want you to adopt me <laughs> Please If you've been bullied By a country music artist <laughs> Send us your stories At bandwagonspodcast At com.
1: Yeah No but she is Just fantastic And I think She's having a real moment With the LGBT audience Which Yeah again, I am just going to
0: say They love her Yeah
1: she was a judge On Drag Race Um is really, really into her like really supportive of her LGBTQ fans. Like she's well up for the banter in terms of memes and stuff yeah. online. What was the other thing? Do you do you remember there was Kendall Jenner put up a photo before on her Instagram and there was a poster for Golden Hour in the background of the photo. And for whatever reason, Kendall blurred
0: it. Oh, like, blurred it out. Rude.
1: And Casey saw him and was like, what the fuck? So she screenshotted it and put it on her story and blurred Kendall out. And then, like, people just kept asking her about it. And she's like, no, nah, there's no beef. Like, I'm just, like, I'm just purely taking the piss. I don't know why she did it, but, like, we're all good. Do you know what I mean? She's a gas bitch. Yeah, she is a gas bitch. Speaking of gas bitches... What's your favourite Dolly Parton song? Probably 95. Oh, you don't know any of her stuff. You just gave
0: it all or away. Or Islands
1: in the Stream. No, do you know the original version of I Will Always Was Love You? That's yeah, stunning. Y- yes, I, yeah. that's actually on my notes. Sorry, when you put me on the spot, I was... 95. Like, 95. <gasps> nine um, the original version of... I couldn't get over that when I heard that. I was like... So, just for context, yeah. Dolly Parton actually... Did she write She that? wrote it, yeah. yeah she wrote, released it 20 years yeah, before. Yeah. She wrote... Um, I love you, but it's probably been more popularized by Whitney Houston and the Bodyguard version. But the, the the not the the Dolly Parton version is
0: so just sweet, stunning, so sweet. She's and some songwriter. Like she's written over three thousand songs. Mad. She's credited on like three thousand songs, which is outrageous. She released a best of Dolly album. Guess the year.
1: Oh God! That she had uh, enough
0: material. How old is she? Maybe like she's 19... 73. Oh my god 1990? 1975 Oh Jesus Dolly Parton had enough material To release a Best Of album And she's still as relevant today As she was then Which I find so hard to believe Um, My favourite songs Thanks for asking Are Why'd you come in here Looking like that Which is incredible If you don't know it Just put it on And put it on repeat Um, The chorus is just Addictive And also Here You Come Again Which was featured Heavily in the trailer And the movie For Dumplin' Which it's is on like, Netflix. Which is on Netflix, yeah. Uh, country music kind of pageant themed movie. Which I think has now given a revival the same way the Hannah Montana movie did to that generation that are like 14, 15 and now have discovered all of Dolly Parton's music through that movie. Because it, like she did the music in the film and a good few of her classics are featured. So... Just when you talk about songwriting, I think it's
1: kind of gas how much like female songwriters are kind of underestimated. Like, like I would have known that she wrote her own songs, but I didn't realize she was as prolific as that. I think if you were to ask, maybe I don't know. Like, if you were to stop someone on the street, I feel like people would just kind of maybe just regard her as like a country singer and like a yeah. good country artist. But like
0: three thousand, yeah, songs. yeah that, but that that we know. It. But
1: it's the same with like. I know a different genre, but like Mariah Carey, like Mariah Carey writes all of her own songs. I don't think she gets enough credit for that. Not okay, not all of her own. Sorry, I will retract that. But sure, all I want for like all I want for songs, she though she's a
0: no, she did. I just don't like her.
1: <laughs> I just don't want to give her, her a Mariah beef and Credit. I got for tic- anything. I got tickets for the caution tour. I'm really excited. That's a tangent though, but it's it, like it's just yeah, it's interesting because I don't think. I mean, it's a lot more prolific in the genre country itself where a lot of them are more involved in the writing process even if you look at taylor again and yeah and casey like they're they're very hands-on it's not a case of oh you got a song and you're gonna add vocals to it and not that there's anything
0: wrong with that we're not here to shame anyone yeah but um i wouldn't say it's a uh, women are underestimated though i think we're just a little bit ignorant to the whole country scene i feel like women are dominating the country scene at the minute yeah no oh and if it, you ask me how many songs do you reckon Le- like John Denver wrote I wouldn't have a clue No but I I only yeah. know because I, I looked up Dolly. No 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 I
1: no. I think you're right about the, We're definitely ignorant to the country scene But I was just talking about music as a whole I think yeah. The one good thing about the country scene Is that it's so kind of Gender balanced I would balanced, say it's pretty say? It's pretty gender balanced Yeah Um. In my opinion
0: Yeah And the women are the ones in the charts I don't know Like there are a few handful of Um Men, like they are quite, you know, well known across all genres Like Rascal Flats, I would say Yeah, Zach Brown Band I had Luke Bryan down um, He's a judge
1: on American Idol now Which kind of lends to that whole thing of like There is they're a... They're mad
0: for country transition Yeah, because I suppose Keith Urban was... Uh, Blake judge Sheldon is on. is on one of them He's on The Blake Voice Blake Sheldon's on
1: The Voice, yeah They're mad for them but that's it, But it would never be a thing... Has there ever been like a country judge on like the voice? The
0: cores. What's Sharon Core? Are would they country?
1: Really? They're kinda of Irish country, wouldn't they?
0: I you say? would say there's
1: elements of country, but I not the Irish country that we know.
0: Yeah. Like when I true. say country now, like I'm really, like I'm really Jay talking Carter, about. Like, Nathan, yeah, Nathan, Carter, Nathan like, Carter, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, that's fair. Um but no I now I don't think it was always gender balanced. I think just before anyone eats us, but I do think
0: and maybe it's not now, but just from my yeah. ignorant outside looking in. But I, ju- I think
1: they're the ones that are the most talked about, the most in Successful. touch. Yeah, if you lo- like if you look at. Taylor and Casey as those two examples. Yeah. And I mean even like Carrie Underwood I suppose. Yeah. Show me two men as equally as successful. Yeah. And even if you like if we're continuing with this like kind of pop crossover Maren Morris is a big country singer. She's class. You might not know the name but you will know her voice because she actually provided the vocal for Zed's song The Middle. The best song so be so in the last so, so three would. years. Um, and it, like they had that it, there's a really interesting story behind that um, which I don't have the full details of but I would Thoroughly recommended that you go look it up, but they had sent that vocal out to so yes. many other artists. They sent it out to, I think, Selena Gomez, yeah. like a lo- like a load of pop artists, like strictly pop artists, like BB Rexa, and none of them are right. They yes. went through so many artists, so many people who actually went and recorded takes, and they just landed on Marin, and they couldn't get over the success of it. Yeah, and sure, she was even on Nile Horan's album. Like,
0: she's good. She has
1: some songs of her own that you'd know as well. Yeah, um, I Nile is someone who I could see doing country, a country, yeah. Yeah. I think if of. he did it, like if he did it even purely for American audiences, they would eat that up. And again, that lends to his fan base like and I think that's um typical of country fan bases anyway like they're very 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 intense. Like you'd only have yeah. to look at like the the
0: Garth Brooks situation like. Oh my god, stop. Are if we I ready have... to talk about it yet? <laughs> I have friends at home who had tickets for this and they still can't talk about it. Really? Three years later. Like I was trying to be
1: like daughter of the year in college trying to get Tickets for my mum and dad and sure what was it for like you know what I mean yeah. just if people don't know um, in 2014 Garth Brooks Big Country Artists had scheduled five nights at Croke Park that's 400,000 tickets.
0: Without having completely okayed it with everyone he should be yeah, okayed
1: it with? pretty much well I don't know if that's his fault or Croke Park's fault.
0: Or, or MCD was yeah. it? Was it MCD? I think so. Yeah, I did my one of my co- final college projects. on Oh yeah, this you case. did. You my, did it my, a PR. In, in your PR module. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he wasn't releasing new music. It was kind of just like a touring comeback, more so than anything. Like obviously, With all the hits. He needs sort out of his pension. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> um, he hadn't played since like 1997. This was kind of a big deal for like our parents' generation. Um, I like we were both aware of him, but yeah, I, think I, I knew I the know name, a song, or two yeah, of yeah. his... Um, He sold out the five nights pretty much immediately. It was complete pandemonium. There was obviously then backlash from Crow Park residents and people living in that area.
0: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. Noise. noise like i
1: mean like when you've 400,000 people descending on an area like drunk Chandra wouldn't have been left standing like you know what i mean Drunken
0: country fans at that like yeah. drunk
1: kandra <laughs> sorry i'm canceling <laughs> myself um but yeah, yeah basically so they just pulled the whole thing and uh, Garth Brooks was heartbroken about that that's a legit quote from him and then we just we've spent pretty much the last 4 years like clickbait central like red tops trying to be like Garth Brooks could be confirming return to Croke Park after heartbreak cancellation because even when yeah. I was researching this earlier like some website which I'm not going to name had an exclusive in a commas for, 20, or, for 2018 saying that he was definitely coming back for in 2018 no the headline was 2018 oh, oh god but I mean like the same outlet could, Will probably put out Something now next week Being like Gareth Brooks hints At return to Dublin Really wants to not be sad About it anymore You know what I and mean And that I think
0: that kicked off The whole Do you remember So many people got shafted With ticket resales on that yeah. Like they'd sold on their tickets Totten. And then Couldn't get a refund Because they'd sold them Or like they bought them second hand Yeah so Couldn't get a refund Or they'd because, got
1: them For like stupid stupid money On like via going on all yeah. those Ticket reselling sites yeah. And
0: I think that would like Kind of kicked off The whole ticket crisis Yeah definitely in Ireland, didn't Which it? Which is mad. Which is a good. So I suppose you have Garth Brooks to thank to for that. To blame, for, yeah, Well, to blame and to thank for that, and they, for the five night limit in Crow Park now. Yeah, but I kind of think that's necessary to be honest. Like, I mean, if you did, if you lived around those houses, like, do you yeah. ever be walking down to a concert and you're like, Jesus, they're yeah. like, imagine having to listen to three nights of like, yeah. I don't know who plays there. But isn't Michael it crazy? Google, like,
1: it just it just dawned on me when you think about the fact that he. Literally sold out five nights Based on nothing but A nostalgia buzz A wish and, and a prayer And poor Taylor Swift Could not could not sell out too Like
0: Yeah that is actually mad And we were after saying That Taylor Swift Was the most successful Well uh, There's a male That's equally as
1: successful, But I like Different generation di- Different generation I think And I think when you Put like If you think about the people That were buying tickets To Garth Brooks Like not in Halfway These are people Who have a disposable income A yeah. lot of Taylor Swift fans Are a lot younger Yeah like, sure, what did we pay for? And the she tickets? was coming we so often.
0: Yeah, that nobody was really, really felt the
1: need if they'd only seen her like the year before. I think she would have sold out one night, but I mean, she's the only female, I think, to headline two nights at Croke Park. Fair play to sure. So, I mean, she has that to her, if nothing else. And like, regardless, it was a great night. It was an unbelievable show. Yeah, it was. Um, she always puts on a really good show. But yeah, it's, I suppose it's just that, that generational. Divide, I think. Yeah. I mean, it would be like it would be gas now. I think if I said to my mum if she knew Casey Mon's Graves, I think she might vaguely know her because she would keep track of the Grammys. Like she's a woman with an ear around oh. that lister. That's right. That surprised me now. She wanted to know. She wanted Childish Gambino to win. Like so, she was checking on everything. Was that because you like him? No, she just thinks like it was such a good political statement. Like, oh yeah. Um. So I think she would know the name, but would she have listened to her? No. Would she go to her? No. I do think she'd really like her if I brought her, but. Yeah. In the same way that I, like, I do think I would probably really enjoy a Garth Brooks concert. Just in that. Yeah. It's. Just feel good music. Feel good. Like, very wholesome. Like, everyone's there to, like, dance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Easy dancing, listening. Yeah, dancing is such a big
0: element of country music as well, like. Yeah, the jiving. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of uh, brings us on to the Irish country music scene. Yeah. Which is defined by jo- the comeback. Of, I don't know if it's a comeback of if it's new phenomenon the jiving the jiving the
1: jiving (laughs) jiving. i think it's kind it's always been a thing and then i think it's like again i just think it's slightly more socially acceptable now yeah i think the
0: the the people doing it are drastically younger than yeah maybe it's not cooler but but
1: the people are younger for sure
0: have you ever (laughs) been jiving breed i actually my sister taught me how to jive a little bit she went to the girl talk last summer and they taught them all how to jive A necessary lifestyle. So, go. yeah, Hilda Brown is a class driver. Spread the word. Tell your friends. I'm going to endorse her on LinkedIn for driving. Um, yeah. But actually, um, one of the biggest things, the, one of the biggest television events of the year in Ireland is now this uh, late late show country music special that has become like an annual event. Yeah. And it gets over 51% of the viewership. That's like 600,000 viewers per year. That's like, how many people are in Ireland? Like That's, that's crazy. Like... But it just, like Everyone's
1: watching it That just goes back To my thing of Country music existing As it's own
0: thing um, But I, I wouldn't have Even considered myself An Irish country music fan And every year Me and my friends Will make it Make a point to get together On the night of that special Do you know what
1: I will say I think it's gas That the late late Jumped on that bandwagon And the, the same with The Valentine special Because it, they are Such talking points And they yeah. have such I and they country play is in More so It's such a Like you're going to tune in like, Yeah because it only like it only, you may it's never watch it. Yeah, but but it's it's cringy for you and I. But for fans, like it's a hoolie You know what I mean? They might not watch it like one end of the week to the other in terms
0: of like the yeah. normal shows. But
1: then, fuck you've Mike Denver on or whoever yeah, else. Yeah, Big like, Tom. A is like
0: I met Mike Denver once. Did ya? Yeah, was he like? So I was working in this hotel. I won't say where it is or what it was. I was working in redacted, <laughs> and I was uh, selling scones and coffee at a dock in the reception area. And he played this hotel like quite a good bit, and didn't know, didn't know who he was. Like I was probably eighteen or nineteen, and he came in and he like threw his elbow up on the counter and kind of like you know he has like bleached tipped hair and, yeah. and He like kind of swung his head at me and he was like, oh, "I'll have a scone, please." And I was like, "Yeah, grand." um that'll be a five or whatever <laughs> and he just was like, Oh, he was like, I'm Mike Denver Like he was like you can
1: Oh my god, he, like, he did not
0: pull the he Don't like, you know who I am for a scone? He was like, I'm playing here tonight and I was like, Oh yeah, of course, no worries. What? When I, and then I clicked because he's the face that's on the poster hanging on the gate at the front. I of know, but
1: oh my god, Mike Denver, you have a scabby fiver in your fucking double
0: denim. Like. No, but in fairness, it was probably like on his rider or something. I was just it was I on was his just rider, Go job. back to your rider and
1: eat your currency scones and shut <laughs> up. I don't know. I yeah. I'm not trying to rag on Mike Denver, but I just, that is a bit gas. Like, I can't wait till we're at that stage where I can just be like...
0: Like, but it was just the whole, like, he just loved himself. Like, he just proper swaggered over and expected me to know who he was.
1: Yeah. And I hadn't a clue. But, like, when you think about how female-dominated the fan base, like, yeah. women love countrymen. Yeah. They what is that about? Love countrymen. Even if you think of, like, Daniel... I wouldn't even consider Daniel Daniel, like, oh, straight Daniel. country. But, like, there's da- there's obviously, like... A large element of that To his act and stuff Like if you think the women That follow him around I've actually I dote over him And even for a younger generation now Like Nathan Carter You know what I mean yeah. And like Nathan Carter Is even like kind of like Intergenerational Where you've like the younger And you still have the older Because the older are probably More going for the tunes And the younger are like Here I'm
0: going Because I want to get up on him You know what I mean Yeah But I've actually worked with <laughs> Daniel O'Donnell On one of his shows before And it was like a live show recording And yeah. it was maybe Two or three nights And the same Audience came every night, and then I said it to someone, and they were like, Oh, yeah, if if Daniel plays Five Nights in Killarney, you will see the same women every night at the show. Yeah, they go to all five nights. Like, but if you even think
1: of, um, I don't know if you're a member of like the Daniel O'Donnell Facebook group, I'm absolutely not. Um, well, like, <laughs> he ha- there's a couple of fan groups floating around on Facebook, and Kelly that I work with, like, does be causing war in their like, beca- like, pure. <laughs> someone put up like a fake photo of him with like a a quiff or something the other day and like obviously photoshopped being like Daniel with quiff thoughts like whatever and people oh will be like oh no don't I don't think it suits him whatever blah blah And Kelly commented being like, um, here I'm after showing him this now and he's crying. (laughs) And the women were like, uh, pure hounding her trying to get proof as well. And then some people were just believing her being like, yeah, I don't think that's very nice now that we're commenting like that. And we're after upsetting him like, and he's on holidays, whatever, because he was on holidays at the time and they knew that. That's
0: crazy. It's mental. Real nice man. Yeah.
1: No, I like, I have never met him, but I would assume he's really nice. But it just goes, like, that fan base is... Dedicated to another level,
0: like you did near, like stands, like the OG stands. Yeah, I actually um, looked up why Irish why country music is so popular in Ireland. Yeah, and I found this quote from the Nathan 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 Carter. Nathan, will you give us a tune? Nathan Marie Carter, um, and he said, "A catchy song with good lyrics will always appeal to the people, and they like that family atmosphere too. It's all very positive and country. It's straightforward, happy music." And he goes Like that that is true
1: And I suppose That's why Probably When Casey was coming out Talking about like People taking pills And stuff And Yeah Like The kind of darker side That nobody talks about I can imagine The bosses being like What the fuck is this
0: Give us the happy tunes Like you know what I mean Nobody told Cleona Hagen though um, With her song titled (laughs) We're all gonna die someday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just that sentence over and over. We're all yeah. gonna die someday. We did bizarre video, which I would we might I uh, would recommend
1: watching. We it. might throw it up on in the Insta. Yeah, we will. Um Sure uh, luck we will. It's crazy. Go on. Um I suppose that kinda lends us into our next topic in terms of like that could be considered like a controversial <laughs> lyric in some ways. Um country music's not without its controversies. Yeah. Um would you be familiar with Brad Paisley, Bridge? Brad Paisley, no. He's Fairly huge in America Um, He's hosted like the Country Music Awards over there Like a good few times himself and Carrie Underwood They're kind of like the Like the Amy Poehler and Tina Fey Of like the Country Music Awards Nice gigs. Yeah Um, He's like big country star Like quite handsome Like fairly like straight Straight as it comes in terms of country music But he's probably one of the most successful male acts over there in recent times Okay Uh, In 2013 he released a song uh, we didn't release it, it was a part of his album of that year And uh, it was an LL Cool J collaboration And oh, the song Jesus. was called Accidentally Racist Sing a bit Oh Jesus, no um, But um, it was. it's kind of about him I suppose, like, because if you think about it Country music is very, like, white, dominated yeah. Like, I don't want to say redneck But like, yeah, deep south, like, Republican Yeehaw, like, yeah. literally Um, And the song... It had good intentions, but it was, like, very misplaced. It was trying to address that and that whole kind of underlying thing. There's a lot of references about him, like, wanting to wear... Like, him wearing the confederate flag and people, like, not getting it that it's not, like, a racial thing. Even though it has obviously, like, very racially charged undercurrents. Here's a lyric for you. Oh, God. Uh, It's not too bad. It's safe for air. Dear Mr. White Man, I wish you (laughs) understood what the... Dear White Man, I wish you understood... Dear, sorry,
0: is it Dear Mr. White Man? Oh, sorry. Or Dear White Man, because that makes... Dear
1: Mr. White Man... No, it is Dear Mr. Ryan. Okay. Sing it, go on, sing it. Let's start that again. Dear Mr. White Man, were you a lonely boy? No, that's a song. <laughs> Dear Mr. White Man, I wish you understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood. And what colour skin does Brad Paisley have? Brad Paisley is Caucasian, ladies and gentlemen. Uh. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, but like, obviously it went viral for all the wrong reasons. Like, as I said, it wasn't released as a single. But people were like, obviously looking in the track list and being like, hang on, accidentally racist? Let's, let's stick this on. Do you um, think that was intentional? God, I mean, it was 2013, which isn't that long ago. And like... I don't know. Like, I don't even think it was one of those things. You know, you always see artists like releasing kind of these like hype tracks or something, where like yeah, to get people yeah. talking. For or it's like, yeah, I don't stuff. even think it was. I really, I think he did a couple of interviews after, and it was like genuinely he thought he was doing. Yeah, but but like, why else would L Cool J, who is like a black rapper actor, like who, for anyone who doesn't know him, like why would he sign up for that if he didn't think it was? The, the intentions were good, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would think. So I don't even think like maybe there's some dodgy pictures. I don't know. Like I like I do think that nearly makes it better in terms of like they obviously wanted to shine a light on something and address something, but it like totally not the way it like it reads like a parody song. You know what I mean? And yeah. like maybe if, it is. no, it's no, not. It, but <laughs> it wasn't
0: an intention as a parody song as a thing. Yeah. Um yeah, I got on to like in research for this, obviously, like I do in my research for every podcast. Yeah. Um, I got on to my sister in law to be in America. She is an American woman um, called Ariana. And I she's mad into country music, yeah. like mad into it. And I was like, can you just send me on your playlist and let me just see what the fascination is? And she sent me on her playlist and she was like, here, you just need to go into it and just accept that these kind of people, all they care about is their trucks, their beer. Than their lady And their guns And she was like And if you If you accept that Just just take it yeah. like that You know yeah. And then she was like Then you'll get it And that like That explains why it does So well over there
1: Like because I mean That's not That's not relatable here But as much as like You'd have but acts like There's no like, trucks here
0: There's no men driving no, but it, trucks. but
1: as much as like You've acts like Kneecap I suppose Or like Yeah uh, drinking in fields Is more a thing and te- like, uh, Yeah and like Those kind of sessiony artists and like as much as like Fair. you'd have like t- trad and channels doesn't really translate over there and now that's not to say like you've subcultures everywhere yeah, yeah, and, like famous everywhere but it makes sense why it's not as mainstream but I do think there, uh, there are where areas where the lines have blurred as we've already said but yeah. I think one of the another kind of one of the last groups that I would have remembered growing up like knowing the name Crystal but, Swing we must talk about them as well, but I was actually <laughs> going to say Dixie chicks. Yes, um, the lace that will bring you down. Such a good cover, um, from Breed and the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> um, but they were actually like pretty much blacklisted as well when Natalie Maines, the singer, came out and criticised George W. Bush Jr. The second one, the younger one, oh, the, they were both bad. Um, she criticised him at a concert, like in a kind of a throwaway remark, and. God, people went in on them like, and I don't really, I didn't really remember it at the time, and I didn't really get at the time why people were coming in swerving so them because I don't know what age I was. I would have been young enough, like not young enough to really be politically tuned in. Yeah, but I just remember like that Grammy's year that they came back with like not ready to make nice, and I was like, that's a tune, by the way. Um, and I just remember it being this like. Monumental moment for them to have to come back after being after the industry pretty much turning their back on them, which I think is mad. Now, if you think about the number of artists that who have songs that are literally called "Fuck Donald Trump," Mac Miller has one. R.I.P. Uh, Joy, badass is constantly referencing yeah. being like "Fuck Donald Trump," but like
0: that's a different genre. What do you know? Any country music artists that come out and say? Fuck Trump because I think that's well not. I don't want to say that the country maybe not musically fans kind of no absolutely Trump supporters, her supporters right. but in a, no in a way. but
1: like but it would be a largely a lot more of a Republican family yeah that's that's just a fact and yeah. um, that doesn't necessarily mean aligning themselves with Trump who knows but no like definitely not like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, I don't think so Like if I was to guess Probably Casey I'm Yeah pretty I sure feel like she
0: would But it was a
1: everyone pre- hates her already In that kind of circle anyway when the, when the Was it the midterms There were some US Kind of elections coming up Like some kind of primaries Or something And people Like Taylor Swift Has been pretty much Very politically reserved In terms of not being Very open about that And I remember She came out before That vote And basically was like I'm a Democrat I want you to vote for XYZ women because we need to get, like, we need yeah. to get these people out of these seats and whatever. And we need to support these people. And people were agog, because people had just kind of assumed she was Republican because she was so quiet about it. She didn't really come out and say anything against Trump. Um, and I think it ended when she came out and was like, you need to register, the voter numbers uh, or the number of people yeah, registering yeah. went up, like, crazy amounts. I remember that. Yeah. It's crazy, like. Just one last thing on controversies. And as we mentioned Carrie Underwood um, earlier on, Um, I don't know if you saw uh, last year, she basically kind of went out of the public eye for a while because she says that she took a very bad fall and ended up uh, getting, like, a very bad kind of facial injury where she was left with, like, stitches and scarring and stuff, so she said. And as she was gearing up for her, like, new album and the lead single off that was called Cry Pretty, she was saying to, like, her fans to, like, try and go easy on her because like she was like really kind of self-conscious about it and she was like reluctant about coming back or whatever and her first kind of public appearance since the fall she was hosting last year's or no she wasn't hosting she was like the first performer performing quite pretty on the country music awards in America and when she came on a lot of people were kind of there was a lot of speculation let's say um, there was no scarring to be seen or like v- nothing that I could see and it seemed through the general consensus that people were like... She looks the same. She looks the same. But then some people were like, she looks kind of different. Does she have a facelift? A nose job? This is the thing. There's a, a lot of like rumours, urban legends, that she basically had either had a botched facelift or underwent some kind of fillers, some kind of cosmetic procedure and she was a bit freaked about it. And obviously it's not something... Like whatever I think women are judged Across the board For getting those kind of Procedures anyway But it would be A lot More frowned upon I think in country
0: To come out and say Something like that Yeah Because they're supposed to be Like wholesome natural Yeah exactly Like country Like girl next door Yeah
1: exactly So I kind of thought That was interesting And I mean Like I'm not I'm really not putting this out To be like judgy Or whatever Like Like she could have fallen We will, we will never know we'll Nobody up, knows the truth we Like we'll but put up Before and after pics And let the fans decide We can let the fans decide Yeah but I mean There's no judgement here either But I just think it's a sad indictment Of the genre ju- That she genre, couldn't come out That she couldn't just be like But again I would say That's pretty typical for women In the music industry in general But yeah. I think um, I think if people were to notice I think if country fans Were to notice It would have been a bigger deal You know what I mean If she, yeah. like, if she didn't say anything And didn't come up with This whole elaborate story no, They would have been Quicker to
0: cop Yeah So unfortunately, we have no time to talk about Crystal Swing. Um, I'm really upset about it. Yeah, but we do have some pretty banging mini bandwagons of the week. We do, we do. Um, So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, Finula. It's the rugby. The Six (laughs) Nations is on. This
1: isn't a good bandwagon for either of us. I know that's true. Yeah,
0: I'm totally like I know. Here, sorry, we all love a good pint of a Sunday in the pub. No, because the pubs are just
1: so busy and everyone's shouting, and I like that. But then you have people who just don't understand trying to, like, piggyback on it as well. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Bit there. I hate you. I'm like, that gal that'll, like, jump out two the, seconds after everyone jumps. Gets the jersey out twice a year. Like, yeah, yeah uh, we uh, we are not winning anything. But better yet, the Brits aren't winning anything. So it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm ready for it to be over. Like, well done, the lads and all. But, like, pff, yeah, over it. Tell you what. um, I did see Rob Kearney and one of the other ones... <laughs> One of the other players at Christy Moore um, a couple of weeks ago in January, start of January. And uh, Christy Moore getting a big shout out. They were delighted. <laughs> That's it. Um, Thank you
0: for that Rob Carney update. We yep. will have more next week. <laughs> Rob Carney <laughs> Corner. With a K. I'm totally into. Speaking of Christy Moore, guess who's back? Who? Because I'm slipping into the
1: lava. No we're gonna stop that now Yeah the Jonas Brothers They're back baby They're back They did the whole uh, Typical social media blackout And dropped their new song Sucker Their first in like I don't know how many years They all kind of went off And did their own thing Nick uh, was the most recent To have a solo career Yeah uh, They got their women Into the video Yeah Oh Kev- look and gorge Kevin got married So he could Put a ring on your one um, Joe is engaged To Sophie Turner And Nick just got married To Priyanka I don't know if you saw The tweet that was going around About people saying that they only got back together because Nick has to pay off like the seven weddings that he had to Priyanka oh my god yes because they had about like they had like four in India and like 800 oh, yeah. in America it was ludicrous but um, I'm absolutely here for it yeah. um, I'm a big fan of them I think I actually think a lot of their music has aged particularly well in terms of like pop if you like It Up is like they were always so
0: like G rated that it'll just always be like
1: yeah Good solid list, but like. I, I do remember a holding a slight grudge against them when they first came out. Um, when they had w- like when they'd covered year 3000, I was like, Who the fuck are these guys oh, yeah. coming for? Come for Busted's uh check, like, um, but no, I'm here for it. I like, I'd be interested to hear the album, but I do think that sucker song sounds a lot like, um. Feel it still by Portugal, the man. Oh,
0: do you get that?
1: Do you get that about oh. no I don't hate it, I'm, but like, I'm only going to hear that now. Yeah, and um, very similar, but yeah, I'm intrigued about the album. If they play here, I'll take four tickets. So, if anyone from any of the promoters in Dublin are listening or Cork, pick up Cork, bring them shows to Cork for each. That is, <laughs> yeah, and um, I would go 100%. Would yeah, you? Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a, let's do that. Let's go. Oh, how
1: the tables have turned.
0: What do we have uh, closing us out this evening, Breed. So another homegrown bandwagon of the week. It is Shock the guys. So uh Um it's running until Paddy's Day. From the first March to the seventeenth is always they call it uh, the two weeks of Irish. Shocked the Um so just use Sodge Couple of
1: Even if you're not leaf fat like myself, just use a bit. I've seen a lot of people um like tweeting in Irish, which I think is really yeah. nice. Now I know like Gaelgors would probably do that regularly enough anyway, but I think I've seen a lot of people being like, right, um, shocking on guy, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, and yeah. it's, it's just nice. It's nice to see. It's our native language. I think we could, we could spend all this time giving out about it and giving out about how it's taught, but I mean, just use your fuckle. Yeah, like
0: I like to put up the uh, Instagram with an Irish caption as a Gaelgore. Mayhane. Yeah. Do you know what we might
1: put up a few like.
0: Gas Irish words or something or yeah. phrases on the Instagram story. If you want to get involved, don't be shy. Bueno, it so, because it's actually really cool. It is cool. Cool.
1: See you, you Fada L. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which just means gold, but anyway. So that's all from the bandwagons this week. Um, I just want to do one big plea to all our new subscribers, uh, new listeners to go and find us on whatever platform you listen. If you listen on iTunes, drop us a review because it really helps us get up the charts and to get more listeners and to help the podcast grow and blossom into the beautiful flower that it is. Yeah. Or will be. And
1: do tell all your friends, obviously, and um, obviously any feedback, get in, get in touch with us on our socials, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, you can get us on our own Instagrams as well, if you can't reach us there. Yep, I get the 14 from Beaumont <laughs> into work every day, if you see you me on that. You really shouldn't be saying that, because <laughs> the <we're, laughs> next episode is going to be about stalkers. Um, and I just will leave you on this, if you have any, a spare evening, and um, if you have Sky. Keep a country. Um, is probably my favourite television channel. Uh three seven six hours of entertainment. It is the music channel you've been missing in your life. Um, I've been Fnula, Thank you so much for listening. I've been Breagh the Brood. Slán Slán August Bannock. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Are we saying get on your Stetsons and your asses traps, or grab your here, Stetsons and your asses traps? You're chops? looking
0: at me like I came up with. Okay, I'm going to say
1: grab. <clears throat> get your ass <laughs> up. I'm going to put that in at the end. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more